Hey everyone and welcome back. Um, it's Lisa here and I say welcome back because this is actually the first podcast that I am recording after my son's brain surgery. So everything that you've heard prior to this was recorded before March 6th. Um, and by now you've heard my new intro which was just done for me. I'm kind of on the fence about it, but letting it go for now. But it's also kind of weird to have an intro because then I feel like I have nothing to say when I do an intro. Um, I, you know, sometimes I want to say good morning because that's when I, uh, that's usually when I record these. But if you're listening to it on your way home from work at five o'clock at night, then good morning sounds dumb. But anyway, here we are. Um, like I said, first recording after the, my son's surgery. So far, so good. Um, for those of you wondering or, or haven't heard, it's it's called a Neuropace RNS. Um, there is only one company who makes it. It's called the Neuropace. Um, it's a responsive neurostimulation device for seizures. And so far, we are just really, really pleased with the results. Um, his seizure activity that we can see has been cut by at least 75 to 90%. And in addition to that, he has, um, because he has this device in his head, I take this wand, it almost looks like an old, old style telephone receiver, like the old ones, but, um, and I put that on his head and, and I can send this EEG information to his team anytime I want. Um, I've been asked to send it at least weekly. I do it every every three to four days. But in any event, it's like he has an EEG going on in his head all the time. And that has just made a world of difference for us. Because if he has a bad day or a bad afternoon, I used to think like, oh my gosh, he's having such a rough time with seizures. I wish his doctor could see this. But now she can. Um, I can just make note of the afternoon. Plus we have other ways to, to kind of make note of the activity. And, and if I say, you know, he had a bad day on, on Wednesday, the, or Thursday, the 28th, um, she can look at, look at it. So anyway, hopefully I sound brighter. I feel brighter. I feel lighter. Um, I still worry about seizures. He still has seizures, but it's not the crisis. I don't think that it was, you know, a month or two ago. So anyway. Speaking of crisis, like that lead in, um, now that I've had the blog going since 2011, um, and actually it's almost exactly, I believe it was in March when we started it. So we're talking about almost exactly eight years of the blog and I see trends in the blog. There's certain posts that go viral and then there's certainly posts that go viral and get a lot of increased activity at certain times of the year. And now the Facebook group, if you're not in my Facebook group, you can look for it, you know, on Facebook, just look for IEP assistance and, and it should come up. Um, but in the Facebook group, there certainly are trends that we see. And, um, we ask members to please kind of scroll through the group or do a search and see if you're, your issue has been discussed before because there are a lot of commonalities within the group. But 
you know, maybe they don't find it or maybe they, they forget or whatever. So, so we see the same questions at certain times of year just coming up again and again and again. Um, one of them this time of year is ESY, but that's not actually coming up that much right now. But this one issue, this one crisis that is coming up a lot this time of year, which it often does in late winter, early spring, and that is this practice of schools calling you to come get your child. Ugh. Okay, raise your hand in your car, wave to the person next to you um, if this has happened to you. And what typically happens is that your child has some type of behavioral, emotional crisis, sensory, who knows, you know, a lot of different reasons. And so they just call you to come get them. It's not vomiting. It's not a fever, not diarrhea. You know, those are certainly legit reasons to have you come get your child. But these are all behavioral reasons that they want you to come get your child. So first and foremost, um, yes, I have a blog post on it, most importantly, and I, I believe that the title of the blog post is just, Dear School, Stop Calling Me to Come Get My Kid, where I go into a lot more detail of what you can do. But I wanted to address it um, here as well, in case you aren't familiar with my blog or just haven't gotten around to that post yet. Um, so first and foremost, if you are called to come get your child in the middle of the school day or, you know, beginning, middle, end, whatever, if you are called to come pick up your child from school and your child's classmates or peers were not asked to leave school, that is a suspension, your child has been suspended from school. Okay, I'm going to let that sink in for just a second, only because I get so much pushback on this from parents. And they say, oh, no, 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 no. They, they said he's not suspended. They just want me to come get him because he was acting out or because he did this or because he did that. Okay, no, your child has been suspended. No, 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 no. They didn't have me do the suspension paperwork. They said they weren't counting it as a suspension. Let me say it again. Your child has been suspended. They have. It doesn't matter what they call it. It doesn't matter what they tell you. It doesn't matter what paperwork they do or don't have you fill out. Your child was asked to remove, be removed from school and his peers were not. It says directly in the code. Now, remind, remember, I'm not a lawyer and I don't play one on the internet. Um, but I do have the link to the IDEA code in linked in, in my blog post about this. Directly from the IDEA code, it says, for purposes of removals of a child with a disability from the child's current educational placement. And it gives the code numbers 300-530 through 535. A change of placement occurs if, okay, your child's placement has been changed. If only for two hours, if only for one hour, if only for half a day, your child's placement was changed. 
they were asked to leave their current placement regardless of what the setting was. It doesn't matter if they're in gen ed all day with supports or pull out or resource or, you know, autistic support classrooms, whatever. Wherever they were, they were in a placement and their placement was changed. They asked you to come and get the child and school was still going on. Now, because of um, No Child Left Behind, even though it's not No Child Left Behind anymore, it's ESSA. But when No Child Left Behind was enacted, a lot of different things occurred and a lot of, um, especially when it came to collecting, when it came to collecting data. Um, in particular, that's really when truancy, um, when schools had to really report truancy and absences and things like that, as well as suspensions. So schools are required to report when they suspend a child. And of course, um, in a perfect world, if we had a better leader at the Department of Education, um, the Department of Education would look for trends in this data because we know for a fact that children who are minorities um, and children who have disabilities are suspended at rates that are incredibly disproportionate to their percentage of the population. Um, and I could rant about that all day, and I won't. I'll stop. But there any, in any event, schools are required to report suspensions. So what do they do? They just call you and say, oh, can you come get your kid? He's having a really hard day. We need you to come get him. Um, and they say, oh, no, no, we're not going to count it as a suspension. Oh, no, you don't have to fill out any paperwork. Because they're avoiding reporting this. It kind of lets them off scot-free. They don't want to deal with the problem. It's just a very reactionary solution to behavior problems. Um, if you were a child, and everybody has a bad day. I realize even with the best behavior plans and with the best FBAs and behavior plans that are being implemented, you know, with fidelity, everybody's going to have a bad day, right? That's possible. But if your child is, if you're repeatedly being called to come get your child at school, then they either need a new FBA or they need an FBA and behavior plan or the one that they currently have isn't working. And that needs to be revised because if it was working, they wouldn't need you to come get your child all the time. The whole idea is to improve behavior, not like, oh, we're going to have this behavior plan, but then if your kid acts up, we're just going to send them home. For all of us, kids, adults, being sent home is a reward, right? Yay, I get to go home. So your child is going to become more behind academically if they already have learning disabilities and um, developmental disabilities and things that they're behind their peers in schoolwork. Sending them home, even for an hour, half a day, whatever, they're going to become more behind because they're going to miss that day's work. And it's a reward, right? Going home and not being at school is a reward. So what the child then learns is, I mean, that's a behavior plan. It's not necessarily a very good one, but the behavior plan is I act out, I go home. So why wouldn't you act out more? When you act out, you get to go home. Um, if school is stressful for you, if you have trouble coping, 
you know, you don't have the skills to kind of manage these things in your head and in your classroom, you just act out and they'll send you home. So it is a behavior plan. That's but that's what that's what you're teaching. So what can you do? School keeps calling you. First of all, um, you can refuse to pick up your child. No, I'm not coming to get him. Now, of course, go with your gut. If your child is truly suffering, um, and sometimes we all need a mental health day, know your child, and, you know, and give them that that respite and that break if they need it. But if it's happening repeatedly, I would make it very clear that you're not going to come get them. And if you do go get them, um, you know, go to the office, sign them out, just as if you were signing them out for a dentist appointment. And under reason, put, school asked me to come pick up child. Because if this happens repeatedly, then they owe you comp ed. There are folks in our group, in our Facebook group, and I've had clients whom this has happened literally dozens of times over a school year. And parents just, they knew that this probably wasn't right or... You know, their gut was telling them something was up, but they didn't know how to pursue the issue. So they were just going and getting the child. And then before you know it, I had one client who literally missed 22 days of a school year because he had behaviors, no behavior plan in place. He had behaviors, no behavior plan in place, and was sent home. 22 days. And that's, you know, Pennsylvania requires 180. So you're talking about more than 10% of his school year was missed because the school just didn't want to deal with his behaviors. Um, it, it turned out obviously to be a huge child find issue because they neglected to do an FBA and behavior plan when clearly they recognized that there were behaviors. Okay. I don't want my child at school if he's hurting and sick and anxious um, but we have to give these kids this coping skills to to learn what to do. And there are more appropriate ways to um, to handle this other than just being sent home. You know, we all have tough times at work. And somehow we power through. And sometimes we take a mental health day. It's helping the child do just what we do as adults and when to cope and how to cope. And when to just say, you know what, I need to take a break today and not be here. Okay, but they need to stop calling you to come get the child. I get it. They don't have staff. They don't have funding. And now good old Betsy just announced the other day that she wants to cut, I don't even know how many more billions from special ed. Right, so so thankfully it looks like it's not going to pass. But... The current administration is not a supporter of special education. They've made that very clear. So for the moment, things are not going to get better for our kids. They're certainly not going to get any additional funding. Hopefully, they'll at least be able to maintain the funding that they have. But I get it. They don't have enough staff to deal with all these things. But they have to. So we can't force change and it's it's uncomfortable we can't force change unless you know we force change I understand that teachers and administrators are struggling with limited resources but you know 
um, we, we all have to be creative and think about how we're going to handle these situations. So um, hopefully that helps you. Again, in the spring, like now we're at the end of March, beginning of April, and it's kind of like, you know, all bets are off at this point. Like the honeymoon's over. There's no... Um, there's no honeymoon period as far as, you know, the beginning of the school year and new teacher and new staff. Everybody feels comfortable around each other. There's not a whole lot to look forward to as far as a Christmas break. That's, that's said and done. Um, there are really not any snow days to look forward to. I mean, it's just that I think March and April is just, and May is really just kind of the grind. You just have to get through these months, um, and hopefully just do the best that we can and get there. But I, I just see that this is when things start to really add up. Um, parents get frustrated because you're nearing the end of a school year. And perhaps your child hasn't made as much progress as you'd like. Um, and so on and so on. But it just seems that a lot of these issues just really come to a head in spring. And, and start to just, I mean... I just feel as an advocate, my phone just rings off the hook and I'm just putting out fires all over the place and attending manifestation hearings all over the place, um, you know, because of this time of year, certainly much more so than in September. Okay. So again, if you go to the blog, um, and I, I think it's just it's your school, stop calling me is the name of the post on adayinourshoes.com. I have links there of exactly step-by-step how to handle it, but you want to handle it as if it was just a suspension and you want to request in writing an FBA and behavior plan, or you want to request that the team meet to discuss the existing FBA and behavior plan um, because obviously it's not working. And, you know, involve your child. What's bothering them? What would work for them? What what could help them? We need to listen to our kids more as far as what, what they want. Um, I also have, I know I have in that blog post, a great video clip from Ross Green. So definitely watch that. He's fantastic as far as kids and behavior because his overall... I think theme is that kids do well when they can. So let's help our kids do well. Okay, that is all I have for today on your school calling you to come pick up your child. Um, If it's been a lot of days and you want to ask for comp ed, reach out to an attorney, um, you know, find an advocate. Because our kids need more assistance. We know that. That's why they have IEPs. They need more assistance than the average kid. And when we send them home, they're getting less. Okay. Have a great rest of your day. And I will talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.